Today on the show, we're going to talk about Christian business blank. Motivation, principles, success. And we're doing this. It's a little different. I just typed in on the Google Christian business. And there was all of these complete your sentence phrases in there. And it got me thinking, and I just want to respond. I've never like done a show without really thinking about it, So I'm doing this like ad hoc at the moment. So we'll see how that goes. And at the end, I'm going to talk to you about something I was thinking about with regards to building wealth. So don't miss it out. Don't miss it out <laughs> or don't miss out either. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful in your business and your finances in your personal lives for the glory of God to be pursuing and furthering his kingdom. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network over at flfnetwork.com. Put in HGBT in the memo field. You'll get the sweet mug, tons of other great benefits and help us as we are building the network. We're building the platform. We're rolling out new shows to proclaim the gospel of Jesus in every area of your life. And you can join us and I hope you will. Put in HGBT, get the mug, get tons of great benefits as well. All right, so, uh, oh, yes, and we have a great sponsor right here. You can see it in the left of my screen as my phone goes out. Oh, my gosh, I was, mm, I hate I hate the people that want to call me. Okay, good, I'm still recording. We are part of, and we're, I'm not one part of, we're a sponsor of, we are joining the team of Kingsman Grooming Products. They are a Christian company. They have great high-quality products. They're coming out with new stuff all the time, and you get 10% off when you put an HTBT in the checkout code window. So you know the three reasons to go get some Kingsman Grooming products. One, you already use the products. You might want to use products that are high-quality. And two, that support a Christian company. And three, you get 10% off when you use HTBT. The three trifecta reasons why you should be getting Kingsman Grooming products. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, all right, you know I believe you, Matt. You have a full beard. It's luscious. I don't know what you're thinking about my beard. But you're probably not thinking much about it because a lot of you listen. But you're like, okay, yeah, I believe in those three things. I will get it next time I run out. No, go get it right now so you don't forget next time you're in a habit. Maybe you have a subscription service that's coming. Cancel that subscription. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com and order some stuff. Have it ready for you when you're ready to switch it out with your new product. And you won't forget. And you'll treat yourself to some great products made by Christian people with a discount of 10% off when you put HTBT in the middle. In the memo field, when you check out, do that. It'll be great. If you want to email me, matt at howtobuild10.com. Subscribe, comment on the section. If you have experience, if you've been listening to the show for a while and some good things have been happening based on applying the show, if you've been encouraged by the show, if you've been using some products that you really love, comment in the comment section. I would really appreciate that. Giving us those good ratings, that also helps as well. Okay, so let's go through this. This is me going through, that's my typing impersonation of typing in Christian business and going through motivation. And these are searches people are looking for. That is why I'm talking about it. If you, I mean, this, the number one search is Christian business motivation. And this is probably like the easiest one, guys. This is probably the easiest one. But I understand, we've talked about it before, when you feel like giving up. I am not saying that you don't feel like giving up in the you know, the course of your business and the course of life. <laughs> I mean, life's hard. It, and, you know, the sinful world of ours, oh my goodness, it's tough. But our sole motivation in everything, but specifically in business, is Jesus. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's such the Sunday school answer. But what does the Bible say? 
It is you do things as you do them unto the Lord. Because our motivation, our Christian business motivation, our reason for living, our reason for doing things well, the reason we have integrity, the reason why we do all of this, the reason we act the way we act is because we are accountable to God and that he first loved us and he showed us and he gave us grace and mercy. And it's our response. It's our act of worship. It's not just that we're worshiping in church or on the way to work when we're listening to that great CD of hymns or you know modern worship, whatever you listen to to worship. I don't hate, listen to it all. But it's also how you act. It's Worship is part of how you love your wife. You love your wife as Christ loved the church. You provide value to your community because Christ provides for your community because he wants to be glorified in your community. And when you're going through those hard times, when you feel like giving up, when you feel like the road is hard, when you're trying to figure out a solution and you can't quite figure it out, when you're looking for results that just quite aren't there, where do you look? You don't look to yourself. You don't look to your business. You don't look to the past. You look to Jesus and the call he has on your life. And if you are faithfully obedient to what he has called you to do, that's all the motivation you need because he first loved us, because he has promised to take care of us, because he's promised to orchestrate all of these things out for good. Not for our gain, not for our plans, but for his purpose. We are called for his purpose. And even if that means you're going through a hard time, if you're going through struggle, you're going through things that hurt, that don't feel good, that might feel like God has abandoned you or that God is angry at you. Just remember that God loves those he disciplines. And he brings you through these trials. He allows these things to happen to you. He allows those wounds from other people's sin to impact you. Maybe a vendor backstabbed you that wasn't truthful. Maybe you bought a product and it wasn't the quality that they said it was. God's in control of all that. And he can take that situation, that sin against you, that thing that is angering you, that that resentment, that discouragement, whatever it is, and he can take it and he will Use it for good, not for your good, not for your gain necessarily, but that doesn't matter, right? And oftentimes why we're not motivated as Christians, it's because we have the wrong perspective and it's easy to do when bad things happen because we focus on the bad thing and that's kind of natural, right? You, you, there's a bad crisis. You got to fix it. So you're thinking about it and you're like, you're in it and you're trying to find the problems and the resolutions and you're trying to figure out why it happened the way it happened and how do you fix it and how do you... And that's all like, that's good. There's a place for that. But we also have to keep the big picture perspective, right? We got to zoom in and then zoom out and remember that God is in control of all this. And no matter what issue it is, if we know the solution or not, God knows. And God has not only a solution, but a way he wants us to respond to that. And I think that's a freeing thing. And that should be a motivating factor for us as well is that in every situation that comes our way, either because God has allowed it to happen, God wanted it to happen, or if it's a someone sinned against us, in every situation, there is a way out that God promises. And that, and what I mean by that is this, or what God means by that, I think, is this, is that every single situation in life, 
There is an appropriate way for us to respond. There's a godly way for us to respond. And it's for us to pursue it and find it, which means there's never not a way out. There's never a no-win situation. There's always a win situation when we're in Christ. And that should be motivating. That no matter what happens, there is an attitude to have. There is a response to have. There is an action to take that God wants us to take. And if you don't know what that is, go pray. Go take some time and meditate and focus and clear your mind to think about and to pray and ask God to show you, to reveal to you what he has for you to do. And that should be all the motivation we need. I know that's kind of wrapped up in a bunch. Okay. The next one was Christian business principles. Now, this is an easy one. And this is why the show I think is relevant to a lot of you who don't even necessarily have a business, don't care to start a business, don't have any aspirations to. Um, and then the, for, for those of you who have a business that have managed businesses that are in, high up in your careers that um, are thinking about being part of the 250, making 250 or have been, which if you haven't heard about it, you just joined the show. My goal this year is to get 250 individuals or families to start a business or a side hustle together to make $250 in revenue a month. That's the goal. And again, I've said it before, and you've probably heard it, and a lot of you who faithful listeners are probably sick of me hearing this, but the point is to get you into the motions and get you into the rhythm of starting a business, the, not the expectations that you're going to be a millionaire and you're going to retire and you can quit your day job, but just that you're getting into the motions, going through them with the modest goal of $250 in revenue. That's it, just to get us going. And then we can build from that next year and we can start building. I mean, a lot of you are gonna make more than $250 a month because it is such a modest goal. And that's great. I'm not saying turn away business, but I don't want to put that undue pressure of yourself that you're gonna have to make this huge business. You're gonna make smart decisions. You're gonna start a company that doesn't require a lot of overhead, that isn't gonna get you into a situation where you have a short runway, but you're gonna be doing something that can last and that you could take your time and build and be wise about, and you're going to count the cost of war and not get stuck in a trap where you have to like make a million dollars in sales the first month or you're going to go bankrupt. We're not going to do that. But anyways, that's it. So whoever you are, whoever you are, the principles for Christian business are the same principles for the rest of life. That is in twofold. One, from a spiritual perspective which I think a lot of you thought of when I was saying business principles, right? Your values, you're not going to cheat and lie and steal in business. And you're not going to do that in your family. You're not going to do that in your churches. That's all the same too. But from a natural perspective, I, and I don't like to say the word secular perspective, it's how the natural laws work in life that God created too, of supply and demand, of, you know, value and, you know, private property rights, all of these things are intrinsic to natural laws and they do not change for Christian businesses or Christian business people. It's just business principles. And it's not that they're secular. It's that they're part of natural law that God has created. So we have the natural law of how things work in business that doesn't change if you're a Christian or not. You don't, if someone provides you value, you're not going to not go to them because they're not a Christian and if someone provides you poor value that is a Christian, you're not going to go to them. That's why Kingsman Grooming Products has three prongs. It's a Christian company that you should support, but they also have great quality products. That's the value. And the value is even further because you get 10% off when you put HTBT in. See how I did that? And so the principles, the natural law principles are the same. And for Christians, the moral law and the 
covenants that we have under Christ and all the promises that we have under Christ, they're not business perspective specific. They encompass our whole lives. So when you say Christian business principles, look no further, just follow the natural law of business and apply the Bible and Christ's lordship over all of it. And you'll be good to go. You don't need to search that one anymore. Christianist business owners. Now, I'm just going to hope that the perspective on this one was, hey, I want to support Christian businesses, so I'm looking for Christian business owners. That might be it. Or it might be, hey, I'm going to try to you know, get a job because I'm a Christian and a Christian business owner is going to want to hire me. Or maybe it's this one. Here's a positive one. So I did positive, negative, and then positive again. Is maybe you want to work for a Christian company and... Um, that uh, that's what that search is for, which is a good thing. I think um, hopefully, statistically, your Christian bosses are probably going to be better bosses than secular bosses. That's just the anecdotal, anecdotal, anecdotal way or me of thinking. Christian business success. Oh, I love this one. This is one we talk about a lot because, hey, this show is how to make you successful. And why? how do I define success is simply this is our obedience to Christ's call on our lives, being obedient to what God has for us to do. Business person, housewife, managing her household, raising the children. I mean, that's not just a housewife thing. That's a you know husband and wife thing. But whatever you're doing, investing, how to be successful is being faithful with the talents and the treasures God has given to you and obeying it and obeying what he wants you to do, and the results are left to him. And this is the power. This is one of the most powerful things of being a Christian in business is that we do not have to put the pressure on. Sometimes we do do this, but we don't have to. We don't have to put the pressure of success and results on us because we know it's God who brings the rain. It's God who brings the fruit. It's God that is our provider. Our business isn't going to be the thing that is going to provide for us. Yeah, God might use that, and we hope he uses those things, and we hope that we will gain success and be able to spread our influence and help bless other you know, organizations and help bless other things that God is doing. But even if that all fails, we still have God as our provider because he is our ultimate provider, and He, yes, he you know, has these natural laws where you got to work and you got to take care of your family. And we hope God blesses those things. But all the results are up to God. As long as we are obedient, God is going to be faithful to us and take care of us. And, you know, sometimes even when we're disobedient, let's be honest, he takes care of us anyways. It's part of his grace, his undeserving favor towards us and mercy of not giving us what we deserve. We got the twofold going on there. The twofold blessing, grace and mercy to us. But even remember this when you're going through bankruptcy. Even go th- remember this when your business is crashing. That God could have kept you from that, but he didn't for a reason. And I don't know what that reason is. Maybe it's, you know, just part of life. And he's not scared of you going through bankruptcy. He's not scared of your credit being damaged. He's not scared of debtors calling you. Like I hope that that never happens to us. But he can use that and he can save you from that any moment he wants, but he's letting you go through those things for a reason. And it's not because he's unfaithful and it's not because he, or you might not even be, you did something wrong. Maybe you took a chance and it didn't pay off. And that should be a further comfort and also a motivation for us that, Hey, this isn't it. 
Life is not over because you're still alive and God is still giving you breath and God is not done with you. So while you're going through those things, knowing that God can is the one responsible for your success and not yourself, you can rest assured that he hasn't abandoned you and that he's doing something purposely in your life. He's letting you go through that for yourself or for other people. I think that's another thing that people sometimes get discouraged about and that they are doubting God and what he's doing in your life is that he will do things in your life, sometimes for other people, sometimes to use your situation to minister to others. Oftentimes we won't even realize it till five, 10 years later, 20 years, and maybe never. But that's another thing to think about is that what's going on in your life impacts more than just you as well. So that's the Christian business success, Christian business ideas. We already had a show on that talking about how to look for different ideas. You want to find value in a lot of ways are looking through freelance opportunities where businesses are hiring. You can become your own freelancer, your own contractor. Um, you mean your own business that can be a contractor or subcontractor for other companies or be a vendor for other companies. Christian business leadership. Oh, there's a lot of good people out there for that. Um, there's, there's a lot of great leaders on that. So I won't touch on that. Okay. So that's the Google search. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about something. So before we talked about rental properties before and how you shouldn't really think about how much value or how much your house is worth and then how much it's going to appreciate over the years, but you want to think in terms of cash flow, as in how much is all of your expenses and what is the premium month to month you're going to get from the rent? So your rent is your revenue that you're renting out your, um, your house to or your property to, maybe it's apartments or whatever. And then you want to have a premium on that, your profits, month to month. So let's just say for easy examples, you rent a place out for $2,000 a month and your mortgage rent, your, your mortgage, that is your principal paying and your interest your insurance, your taxes, the water bill, all those things is $1,000. So you're making $1,000 a month. Now, you probably, well, you did in this case because you borrowed money, you have a mortgage, and you are paying a lot more money than the property's worth in interest. And depending on a 15-year, 30-year, I know Dave Ramsey says the 15-year. But from a rental perspective, you're making money month to month because you're bringing in cash flow. And I think that principle is wise, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you want to reach out to me and tell me something different, I'd love to hear about this because this is my theory and I haven't heard too many other people think about this, but like I just went through and replaced my windows or am in the process of replacing my windows. And I've read a lot of things like, does it really save or make up your money in energy cost? That is like the money that you would save from heating or cooling your house based on new windows like keeping the hot or cold air out, depending on what season it is, does that really make up for how much windows are? And they specifically do a cost analysis from a, um, you know, the total cost of windows plus how much you say month to month, and that's it. But I don't think that is the wise way and the correct way to be thinking about things all the time. Like, for example, just as you will buy a house, a second house or a third house, and then rent it out. Yeah, the loan in the long term is a lot. And your rent month to month is going to take a long time to pay off that mortgage, but you're getting cash flow in. So to maybe in this situation, like for example, if you cashed out refied and let's just say your 
your mortgage because interest rates are now low because thank you for the coronavirus. They're low. And so your monthly payment is going to go up, let's just say $40. No, let's just say $20 a month. It's going to go up $20 a month because you got to cash out. Your loan's greater, but your interest rate's lower. And then you're going to save $30 a month from the energy bills. Well, you're netting $10 uh, cash flow every month. So in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, maybe you're saving $40 a month in your windows costs. I don't know. Let's just say $20,000. But if you refinanced at a low interest rate and you're getting cash flow more monthly, you're saving money. That is, your your cost went up $20 in the mortgage because you pulled out more money, but you're saving $30 a month in energy bills. So you're bringing in a third factor into it. See, life's complex. And if you can leverage and understand things in more than just windows and monthly savings, but also you know your mortgage and all that stuff, I think we'll be a lot better off and be able to make smarter, wiser decisions. So that's my thoughts. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Email me, Matt, at howtobuildattend.com. Find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. Please comment, leave a like if you like the show, subscribe if you're on YouTube. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. God bless.